And I'm like, honestly, if I like it, shorty, it's a robbery. I'm going to say what's up. Yeah, she going to say hi to me. Welcome back to another installment of the Need to Know 101 exclusive with your boy, A. Today, I'm sitting alongside someone that I've been trying to speak to for a very long time. Uh, I call him one of the pioneers in the new sound of hip hop. Uh, an individual that has a bunch of records with one of your favorite rappers, Fab, Westbury, Long Island's own, Mike Davis. What's going on, What's going on man? Listen, bro, um, first and foremost, thank you for doing this. No, well, love, thank you for having me. Of course, uh, man. Um, we haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, a lot of stuff, you know. We'll get into that. <laughs> but as I, as I introed you before, uh, you're a Long Island native. Yeah, thousand percent, born and raised. Westbury, West yeah, Money. West Money. Well, Describe to me, like, growing up in Westbury, Long Island. Uh, let me give you a good example. Mm -hmm. It's nothing too out of the ordinary. It's a nice place to live, depending on the part that you live in. Right, depending on where you live. Okay. Shout out to all my Newcastle dudes, you know. Mm -hmm. well, um, it go down out there, though. Yeah, man. Right, and uh, what about like music? Like any other, any other place, but it's a nice place though, depending on the parts you live in. There. So anybody that knows anything about New York, right? Yeah. The boroughs usually kind of get all the love, and Long Island is usually something that you know is kind of tossed to the side. But they I come. Try, they, try, they try to do that. They try to do <laughs> that, right? Yeah. And Sometimes. I come from a from a block where Flavor Flay was raised, where. Uh, Eddie Murphy grew up in, in this town. I'm from Roosevelt myself. So can you yeah. kind of speak to that? Do they, do they play us or are we misunderstood? Uh, personally, it's a couple Long Island dudes that's going mainstream right now that I hear about, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I guess we starting to get some type of recognition now, but you know, it's just, it's just, I just feel like it's just the work you put in, the audience you reaching for. Do you think people that come from our part of the towns from Long Island, do you think they do a good enough job showcasing and vocalizing that, hey, I'm from here, this is what I do? Because in your music, I hear a lot of that, that you repping. Yeah, got to. Got to always rep where you from, man. Can't be one of them guys who just, you know, <laughs> like they from a place, but then they want to rep a whole nother place. And right, 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 right. There's a lot of flaws in that. You That's know what I mean? I just at least let people know where I'm from, yeah. born and raised. That's what's up, man. Yeah, um, so I brought up Flavor Flav just now, who was a, who I don't know if he's still a, a member of Public Enemy <laughs> after all of the recent <laughs> stuff that's in the news right now, but we won't get to that. Uh, more closely to that, you, you have somebody that you know within that camp. Can you, can you speak to that? Well, my godfather, he's the co-founder of Public Enemy. Which is? Shockley. Shout out to Hank. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's just, I grew up with that, so I, I I grew up under the whole music situation, you know? So it's, right. it's kind of like me just studying what they was doing. Mm. You know what I mean? Break that down, though. What do you mean, like, so you used to be in the studio with public? How was that, how was that back well, in the day? Well, nah, I wasn't always in the studio, say, with Chuck or nothing. Mm. Like, I'd be in there with my Uncle Keith, mm. Hank, they making beats. They listening to my stuff when I'm like, 13, yo, this is trash. Mm -hmm. Need to do this thing the third. Oh, need to being real with you. Oh, they <laughs> had to, you know, yeah. flip it in the. Now you need that, especially with people who have seen what works, what doesn't work. 
Yeah. It's kind of have. It's good to have something like that in your corner. Yeah, a thousand percent. It was family, so they always kept it real with me, you know. And I feel like that's always the best. You don't need too many people that's around you just being a yes man. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not healthy. Mm. Right. And your your uncle uh, DJ Keith, he ain't no small fry. He's produced for the likes of Janet Jackson, Ice man. Cube. Like, have you seen him in the zone from time to time? Uh, you know, I was young. Right, right. Um, also, I've seen him work on other stuff like 06, I remember, or was it 05, 05, 06? We had got over the exhibit one time. He was making stuff. <laughs> he was going to help him pimp your ride? Yo, that's what I asked him about, too. <laughs> Which is funny. I was at my auntie lounge. sitting right across from him. I'm asking him, like, yo, so... You could pimp my ride? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, um, Uncle Keith, he, he put in his work. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here trying to put in my work. And he in my corner, I could call him up, ask for advice, shit like that, you know? Yeah. But he want to see me grind. He wants to see you. You know what I mean? The yeah. same way how he did it. And you say see you grind. How long have you been in the music game, Mike? Because I, I want to get into... How how I met you, yeah. And I'm, when I say met you, I not mean in the physical. I mean like just musically. And before you know, we're in 2020, and you've been in the music game almost 10 years now. Oh, more than that. More I've than been, 10 years. I've been um. I probably started recording like 05, 06. Yeah, and um. You know, just I'm at it still. We out here, still doing records, still pumping records, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. So within, so you you probably been in the music game now. Let's let's what you want to call it, ten ten to twelve maybe, somewhere in that pocket. Yeah, you can say about. Realistically, if you want to say like in the industry, industry. Right. Probably about eight nine years. And what does industry industry mean to you? What does that mean? Like, like kind of like your first. When I signed my first contract. How old were you? Uh, I was 18. Damn. 18. And who were you signed under? Square Row. Shout out to my SO niggas. SO. Mm -hmm. And uh, could you explain that relationship? Those my brothers. We went through a lot. Up, down, all types of shit. Those my brothers, though. You know what I'm saying? And was it uh, a straight up, uh, were you signed right under SO? Yeah. Okay. 100%. 100% SO. Yeah. Okay, got you. Slimming trips. Okay, Slim and Trips. Got uh, you. Expand on that that relationship. How did you guys get so close? Shout out to my boy Kaleem. You know what I'm saying? I knew Kaleem since the sandbox. Shout out to D Wiz. D Wiz DJ for Dougie Fresh. So that relationship been there since since, you know. And um Kaleem used to bring me out there. We clicked. Out there history, being history for out me. there being Harlem? Yeah. How different uh, was uh, making music in Harlem compared to just being in uh, Westbury? Um, it's the city, man. It's a different lifestyle. Let me, let me just point that out. Mm -hmm. um, the network, meet different people, especially through the people that they know, you know? Right. It, it, was, it was just, it was dope. They made ill shit, I made ill shit, we was just running around. It was like, it's good vibes, you know? Wow. 
at 18 years old, was a record deal something that you were like actively looking for, or did it just mm -hmm. kind of came? That's how it came about. Uh, yeah, I always wanted to sign a deal when I was a kid. Why? You know, it's a thing to do when you're a kid. You think, yeah, yeah, let me sign a deal. <laughs> yeah. Like it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I seen everybody else, and they look yeah. cool, right? Well, but um, yeah, I wanted to sign a deal. Um, long story short. I had signed with them. They introduced me to a few people, which got me um, a couple placements and stuff like that. I remember around that time, I want to say, what we call it, 2013-ish maybe? Maybe 2012? Yeah, 20, 2012 is when I signed with them. 2012 is when you signed? Yeah. 2013, I remember a record came out with yourself, Fab, Meek. Yeah. And the track was called Foreigners. Yeah. Now, before we get into that song, I can't tell you how many people I've ran into and I'm just like, yo, you know, Mike Davis released something, blase, blase, and they'd be like, I don't know Mike Davis. I stopped him right there and I go, nah, you do. And I reference back to that record and I go, Mike is actually on the hook of this record right here. Do you feel a way that people necessarily haven't taken more account to your name or does that bother you? You well, looking yeah. for more recognition? Uh, nah, it doesn't necessarily bother me. Personally, I'm gonna just tell you straight out, I got more work to put in. I gotta put the face to the name and that's just really all it is. That's how I look at it. Like, I, I went through a lot of just other stuff, life stuff and, you know, and I'm here. Right. <laughs> tell me about working with Meek Mill and Fab at 18 years old with a pocket full of money. <laughs> I want you to really paint that picture for us because it's easy to say, yeah, you know, I did a record with so-and-so, but the age is something I highlight here. Uh, I did that record with them, that was 2013, mm. so, it was 19, but. 20. It was a good experience. Shout out to Molly the Martian, you know? he um. He introduced me to Fab, so from there, Fab, I guess, likes stuff, you know? And I was sending a lot of hooks, hopefully trying to land one on the, you know, on the project, since I knew he was working on the project. Yeah. I landed one on the Soul Tape 3, then I landed one on Summertime Shootout. With the Trap Royalty record? Yeah, yeah. Relationship still there, that's my boy. Shout out to Fab. Even on your last uh, project, which we're going to get to a little later, you got a feature with him on Basic, which was something really nice to see. You know what's funny? Yeah. He, um, he did that record in 2014. I did my verse probably like 2017. Um, I figured it was just sitting there, why not give it to the people, you know? But yeah. Yeah. As an artist, how many times do you have to tell yourself, all right, the record is good, but it's not time yet. Uh, you never know what time. <laughs> I, like, I've seen you personally do that a few times. Even in the studio, you're like, nah, I don't think it's ready yet. I'm like, well, Mike, when they going? Not yet. Uh, sometimes that just be me being in my own head, you know? Um, trying to put stuff together, more, more situations together. Just sometimes I, I overthink. You know, as a, as a lot of people. As a creative, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now as you being the sole owner of your music label, Non3 Music Group, yeah. and transitioning from the blog era to the DSP flat platforms, et cetera, how difficult has that been 
sort of trying to like navigate through that? Uh, we we here with it now. I'm figuring it out. You know, mm-hmm. you just gotta adapt. You know, like and the game's always gonna change and don't get left behind. That's just what I'm learning. like. What I learned, I should say, through the situation. And what I'm here. You know. Has has the music industry forced you to adapt relatively quickly? And when I say that, I mean like the type of circles you were in before. I'm sure you met very genuine people. I'm sure you met people that didn't really give a fuck about you. Has that kind of jaded Mike Davis? Uh, it's not make or break you. It's just you learn lessons through situations, you know? You see, it, it, it just is what it is. You can't really put your feelings too much in that, in the business. That's one thing that I learned, you know? I'm so glad you mentioned that. I literally, like, probably last week, I just tweeted something out. I said, um, understand the business behind your passion so emotion won't clout the vision. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the creatives now, like, they make something in the studio right now or they make something online or they just make something which they feel is important to them. Mm -hmm. And now because they think and deem it to be this big, cool thing, everybody else is supposed to flock. I tell them all the time is you got to really get into the mind of a consumer. Is that, is that where you are now is that at, the, at the head of your label, trying to get into the minds of consumers and understand what they like? Hey, throughout these past years, I've been definitely trying to understand more what people like. and you know, um, Like I said, you, you don't want to get left behind. You, know? you just want to stay ahead of the game, always have something, always creating. You know? Do you feel like you've been left behind before? Like there was a time where you, you didn't catch yourself like, damn, I was, I took a little hiatus. I just needed to get my mind right. What did that do for you musically? Uh, like, well, to answer the first question, I, um, I feel like personally, like so much was just happening to me, like at a young age, like it was just like, yo, it was, it was kind of taking a toll on my mental. Explain, what exactly? Uh, you know, business stuff. Like get to my head, I'm young, you know. Now, Mike, I want you to open up because there's a <laughs> lot of artists out here, man. Nah, that's nah, nah, going nah, through nah, these nah, things. nah, 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 nah. You, you, mm-hmm. you, 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 you go through, you go through certain things because you just don't understand, you know. Mm. When you, when you, when you start to understand stuff a little bit more, then you realize what you have to do, you know. Like so, <laughs> it's like that's just all I can say with that, but. Yeah, me um taking a hiatus though back on that um human stuff. What? Right. Or like a whole bunch of stuff just where it's hard ill family creative. ill family members, like it, it was a lot kinda going on and stuff like that. So I'm kinda like I'm 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 jumping back in the grooves of just everything. You felt like you wanted to quit at a point? No way. Never felt like quitting. I, I'm, I do everything. I'm a certified audio engineer. I'm a producer. Shout out to all the producers that I work with. I'm a recording engineer. It's like, it's, it's so many fields. So many ways to make money in this shit. I'll never get rid of this. Like, it's easy, you know? I'm so glad you think that way because I know a handful of artists that'll just feel like, all right, so long I know how to lay down my vocals. I don't got to do much else. And I'm like, fam, we living in a time where <laughs> you can learn something in YouTube overnight and you don't need to, to exude that money out anymore. So that's a really a good thing to hear from you, man. Yeah, you always. How many people are in the non-three conglomerate? Um, 
Shout out to B. Shout out to K. Lou. You know. Shout out to Makah. Shout out to Allen. Shout out to Makah. I wanted to actually get into that. You had mentioned Makah. Makah is one of my homies who I've grown up with for a while, and we would always listen to your music coming up. Um, one of the times I really, one of the memories I fully remember from you, I don't think you even remember this. <laughs> this is probably like 2013, maybe, maybe 2014, maybe. Anyway, me and Makah in Westbury, we had the, we, we, we're entering the 7-Eleven. You come out with fully loaded Jeep, you know, speakers bugging. I think you had a chain on your neck looking fly. You step out, you, you double cupped up. <laughs> <laughs> you understand, at that time, I'm, you feel know I me? Mean? I'm just like, yo, who is, oh, this the dude that got the record with Fab? Yeah. This the dude that got the record with, record with me? Damn. Yo, don't, no more double cup. No, and that's what, that's kind of what I was alluding to. That's what I was getting to right now. Like, no more double cup. It, right. Fam, like, do that. at 19, 18, 19 years old, did anybody <laughs> tell you the, 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 the problem with lean or where that could lead you? Nah, I was doing it. So I, I felt what this shit felt like. It was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you know, I'm doing perks and stuff. Like, you, yeah, yeah, fiend. Like, what are you doing? You felt like, you like, you know felt like a fiend at a point. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, I'm like four years clean off that shit. I ain't fucking with none of that shit. Was it, was it messing with your, your attention, your, your creative process? Nah, like I said, it's just a lot of money and you, you turn it to a fiend. That shit is just not good. It's not healthy for you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to build a, a healthy surrounding, you know? Is there a way to properly manage, and I, and I hate, to, hate to bring this up, but I've just heard some people tell me, you know, nah, there's people like Wayne, I know how to do it well, there's people that know how to do it correctly, and I think to myself, I'm like, how can you tell the body <laughs> what amount of toxins it's allowed? Like, do you, do you think it was just a completely good move just cutting it all off, or was there a way to manage it? Uh, I think it's just a good thing to cut it all the way off. You don't need these things, per se. You know, um, don't need drugs. <laughs> Kids don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. That's a very important, <laughs> important message. <laughs> For real. Man, that's just, or don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your day-to-day -day lifestyle at 18, 19 years old. <laughs> what what's the day to day like? I, I, I need to know. This, these are things I've been that have been on my mind since I met you. Yeah. Describe it to me. Nineteen was crazy. Um, it's just you know. No, you it's not just you know. <laughs> that, that's what I'm asking you. It's not just you know. I just told you I saw you at the you 7 Eleven with a buzz down around your neck, double cupped up. <laughs> Yo, chill, Talk bro. to me about it. I need to know because at 18, 19 years yeah. old, let me tell you, me at 18, was, right? I was graduating high school. I was planning college. Uh, I was trying to see what my career realm was. Something tells me it was a little different for you. Yo, yo, shout out, shout out to my man CT and shout out to Mims speaking at high school. That's that's when shit like turned into a wavy situation too. Can't ever forget that. I was always rocking with Mims. Mims, my brother. Shout out to Mims. You know what I'm saying? The word. Um, fucking used to go to Atlanta with them niggas. That shit was different, you know? Different vibes. Like, word. It was a different situation. Like, I would, you open your eyes, it's just different shit. Meeting different people. Shout out to my man GP. 
he was out there with us. New GP since I was a kid. Now he running around with Tory Lanes and shit. Got you. Yeah, you know I'm saying. Got you. Got you. The whole team winning. Like everybody doing what they doing. So it's like a salute. Mem's doing his app shit. Word. CT out here getting Grammy nominations. Did the win shit with J Rock. You know what I mean? My man. Everybody. CT also from Westbury. Yeah, West Money. Open yeah. up about that relationship with CT. Nah, that's my brother. Word. Um, shout out to Colleen. You know. Mm. Word. CT and you have been making music since high school. Thousand percent. Word. I've been rocking with CT since like 08. Word. And CT now was produced for the likes of what, Dave East? Uh, yeah, he, he produced for a few niggas. A few cats now. He, yeah. he did that outlet shit for Designer. He, oh, I didn't know he did outlet for Designer. Okay. Did a lot of my shit. <laughs> yo, you gotta tell uh, uh, CT sometimes the way Drake tell Forty, like yo, you know these beats ain't for everybody. Is this, is this sort of that vibe? Uh, I'm not gonna say that. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I always want my brother to do what he do. Of course, of course. Well, yeah, yeah. that's why I always had him everywhere I went. Right. I ain't give a fuck if he. This how I'm on it. If I'm on some shit like yo, alright, cool. You don't want to hook. You gonna want a beat, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, word, like, so, like, well, you gonna want something from the, you gonna want something. Something around here, you gonna want it. And that's how I ran around, you know what I mean? That's how a lot of shit just landed where it landed. We're not gonna talk too much on certain shit, but. Of course. That, you know what I mean? Word. It's just very interesting to hear you talk this way because I feel like you're old a lot, but you're not as angry as nah, you should man, be. man, niggas, that's how I look at it, man. Mm -hmm. Certain situations, I don't even look at it like that no more. I own myself. I got to put in a lot of work right now. And that's what I'm willing to do. It's just me getting back out there, connecting with certain people. And, you know what I mean? Do you have PTSD from the music industry? And when I say that, I mean, like, for the longest, right? You said you were growing up, you always wanted to have a record deal, right? Because yeah. you, you knew how it looked. Now that you've experienced, you know, how some of these authors... Uh, I'm not opposed to not doing business with labels. Like, I'll do business with them, you know what I mean? But I got... I got now... Got better lawyers now, you know? Mm -hmm. Kids, if you in the music, I personally feel like that's the main thing you gotta do. Make sure you get an entertainment lawyer, you know what I mean? But even the right sort of entertainment lawyer, right? Because Yeah, but then that's what I said, like mm -hmm. an entertainment lawyer that you could trust and then once the money start getting big, I personally suggest you get another lawyer to watch him. <sighs> so it, it gets it, it gets real, you know? Just depends on the amount of money y'all dealing with, the amount of fame and the dough, you know. It's a scary world. Everybody's out there, you know. Depending on on the people you deal with, you could deal with a lot of good people and be good. It's a lot of people that got great careers because they dealt with good people, you know. Then there's a lot of people who dealt with some, you know, some bad people, and sometimes they in bad situations. It really depends on who you deal with. And it and, and, and in this business, you don't get what you owe. You get what you negotiate. You know? Very important. So as long as, like I said, you got the right lawyers. You got everything situated, then you're gonna get what you're gonna get, you know? Now, Megan Stallion has been in headlines recently for her whole fiasco with her deal and this and that. Mm -hmm. That stuff doesn't really like entertain me. Let me explain why I say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, because for me, it's just like in 2020, by now, right? If an artist or manager or whatever, if you haven't seen different types of business models in hip hop work and not work, and then try to incorporate it, I kind of feel that's on you. What I'm, what I'm kind of getting to is... How old is she? Meg is 25. 
Meg is 25. She signed when she was 20, though. You signed when you were 18. Yeah, she young. She, listen, some people, it, it's just all about your motives. If you got good motives, good things will happen. I feel like sometimes when you got good motives and some people don't, then you get screwed, you know? So I don't know her situation. I don't know who, who she deals with. I don't know any of that. Of I'm course. just giving you a... What I wanted to kind of speak about more so was creating leverage. Looking back, do you, f do you wish you would have kind of created your own leverage first? A uh, thousand percent, I always think about that. Um, that is something that I really think about a lot, you know? But at the end of the day, this is how, this is how life is. You go through stuff, you, you, uh, you realize stuff, you, you learn stuff, and you're here. That part. <laughs> Very important part, though. I was, I was having an argument with one of my boys this week, and he was basically telling me that, you know, Megan has created leverage for herself because of the artist she is now. And my kind of argument to him was, I get what she is now, but when you signed is when it's really important. As an artist, you got to tell yourself, hey, do I think, do I know my worth right now, or do I want this entity to add to my worth? Do you think a lot of these artists think that way now? Uh, I'm not sure. I know a lot of people. You got to think about it. These art artists are still people, too, man. People forget that. Don't forget that, man. People are still, like, human. You feel me? So when you see these people, they're still human. Like, they got thoughts, too. They, they think about stuff, too. I can't speak on what a lot of other people think about. I could just mostly speak for myself in this situation. But from what I personally see with a lot of different shit, it's just... Uh, you know, but then I, I tap in a, a few different dudes that kind of keep the New York sound alive, you know. Who you listening to right now in New York? Shout out to all the Griselda niggas. Where are they doing know. their thing? I'm fucking with it. It's or tough. Or like, on some shit. Definitely want to get some records in with them, probably. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, on, I'm on that type of time. I'm listening to that. Um, still listening to Dom Kennedy, you know. So describe your L.A. move to me. Uh, when I was talking about your hiatus, that's kind of what I was referencing to. How was, how was L.A. for you? What, what was that experience like? It was dope. It was in Vegas, you know. It's mm. pretty dope. All right, um, oh, yeah, L.A. and Vegas is like what? Three and a half hour drive, gotcha. about 45 minute flight, nothing crazy. Um, it was dope. Well, I met up with a few people out there. Shout out to Manny Smith, you know. It's pretty dope out of Interscope. Um, Shout out to my boy Dave Vaughn, where he from West Money. What's up? He make beats and shit. He made a lot of beats for a few people. And, um, and what did Manny see you? He was fucking with the music. Whoa, this dude named Philip I had met, you know. Um, he introduced me to him. He brought me to the label. Before that, though, he had sent him the music. So probably like two months before I had went to the label and all that. That's when I, you know what I mean, I went out there. The day before Halloween, uh, twenty eighteen, yeah. And Mike, describe describe to me your sound of music because when I introduced you, I said that you're kind of the pioneers in a new sound of hip hop. And what I meant by that is the sounds that are kind of popular right now in twenty twenty. <laughs> I just felt like you've been on them since sort of like 2012, 2013. Yeah, a, lot, like, a, lot, a lot of these execs know what's up, you know. If the people don't. Well, I'm scared now. <laughs> like, when you say that, do you mean, like, you agree with my statement, meaning, like, you kind of were, were, were one of the first ones to kind of uh, transition like, the sound? 
I'm not gonna put a whole claim on it. Shout out to my man T Pain. He was an inspiration. Like that. Shout out to my nigga Max B. He was an inspiration. You know. So it feels a few a few different niggas that was like kind of inspiring me in a way. It's funny because just every time I hear a record from you, I'm just going like, fam, like, I don't want to name drop and I won't, but it's just like, that sounds like my boy Mike. <laughs> but it, it, it is kind of flattering to see. Oh. Now, yeah, I've been, I've been doing the sound for a minute. It's, been, it's definitely been over 10 years. And what's you your know? sound like? Describe it. Uh, I don't know. People people ask me all the time, do I sing, do I rap? I don't know. I just do what I do, you know? Like, you found your own kind of pocket. Yeah, it's just a, it's, it's what I do. Like, I don't know. I didn't really, oh, I, I do this. I got a genre for it. Like, I don't really got a genre or nothing. It's just how I give it up. See, I the scariest rappers. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that's why, that's why a nigga like a boogie so versatile to me. Like, we can't name it, which means you can kind of do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Scared of cats like y'all. <laughs> anyway, um, have you ever been on tour before? Yeah, I've been on a few tours. I've been on a few tours. I was on um, the Dreams Come True tour, Square Roof, and Meek Mill. Um, I was though we did Hammerstein Ballroom. This was 2013. We did Hammerstein Ballroom, um, the Fillmore in DC, been and there. we did the Bogarts in Ohio, Cincinnati. Or, um, I did a few tour dates with Fab and shit. Or I actually got some shit on YouTube. Yeah, what up, nigga? Yo, city, it's my nigga, my name is Ryan. Already, niggas is out there right now. Long Island, what's up? Free that boy, Big Bill. Niggas is out there, what's up? Long Island, what's up, nigga? Huh? What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, nigga? What's up, what's up, nigga? Hey, hey, hey. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing, no problem. I hear they can't ever say nothing, no problem. What they gonna say? we did BB King's Webster Hall. I was down. We was in North Carolina and shit. Describe to me that tour experience coming from West Money, like, you know, being a person that's just making records in the studio, but now you actually have to go out and perform and you have to learn the business side. Was that like a wake-up call to you? How was that? Like I said, you just start growing up. You start learning. At the end of the day, you're going to learn stuff when you grow, you know? Like, if you're not learning as you're going, it's a problem. So, like, you got to learn as much as like, you can for or That's just really it. So it's not really wake up call, it's just me learning more learning stuff. More. Like, was it, did you learn rather quickly? Because I can speak for myself, like for working well, yeah, with- Well yeah, dealing with yeah. my Uncle Keith and them, I always knew certain shit, but like, know what I mean? Like when you in it, like it's cool to, like it's different when you watching it and then you in it. Like it's kind of like, it's, it's like a difference. Like, like so it hits, yeah, it's like you really get, like you got the pressure on you, you gotta like move accordingly, you know? And if you don't got the wisdom to move on certain times, like, you know what I mean? Like, shout out shout out to um, DJ Drama. He had offered me a deal, you feel me? Or he called my phone. Shout out to Special. Special, I gave him my math and all that. He called my phone. Or, and I could have signed to this nigga Drama. This was like 2013. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
I see exactly what you're saying, where it's just like he gave you an amazing opportunity, yeah. but you know, sometimes when the big dog gotta go, you gotta kinda yeah, figure it, be, it out on your yeah, own. Yeah, and it be time, it just be bad timing with certain situations. Shout out to Meek, though, that nigga put me in some shit, you feel me? And how old were you then? Probably like. like I was 1920. Still 1920. I wasn't even 20. I wasn't even old enough going to clubs yet, and I'm still <laughs> in the clubs. I'm running around doing mad whole other shit. Well, like shit was different for a nigga. I ain't going front. Mom, your mom Dukes was worried about you. How was that? How was that time? How was your, your, your relationship uh, with your family back then? Well, I wouldn't have got next to none of them niggas. She ain't kicked me out the crib. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> real though, right? Oh, shout out to Dougie Fresh. She let me stay over there at the Brownie, man. We've been at the Brownie together, man. <laughs> probably about yeah. probably a couple months out with Makai and the crew, and um. You kind of told me we're in the studio. You say, "Yo, hey, look right." I look right. You go, "Yeah, that's why I used to sleep." Or the mother. I look at On you. I go, "Mike, coach. you was sleeping in Dougie Fresh's." You got Ash Limit trips to shit. Or the mother. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, fam, you were sleeping on Dougie Fresh's <laughs> studio couch <laughs> for months on end. Or the uh, yeah. What you mean? It was like ten months. Then the yeah, I had met Morley over there. That's how that whole Fab shit had happened. Or so. And has I was I, I was really cause like I was I was determined to really try to do this music shit, bro. Right. I'm like nah, this shit really got to do what it do. Like I feel like I was really on my ass. You feel me? Yeah. Shit was bad. Like man, so I had to do what I had to do. Like I'm recording every day. I had a little white laptop and shit I had bought from my man. Put <laughs> the Pro Tools on here, nigga. I'm <laughs> all types okay. of shit recording. Yeah. Word. Every day, just recording this shit on my laptop. Well, that's how mad shit. I recorded DOA on that laptop. Great record. <laughs> Great record. That shit. I did that record like 2012. <sighs> did has Dougie first had uh, any words of wisdom for you in the, in that time span or even after? Oh no, nah, all the time. That's like my uncle did me. Word. Yo, he official. Well, he always. Listen, he'll talk to you for a long time, but <laughs> but but listen, when you talking to him, yeah. yo, he kicking some shit to you though. Every like, trip, nah, every trip, every trip, heard him other. Damn, well, that's a fact. Basically, come from hip hop royalty, man. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's kind of like you've always been in the realm that you needed to be, just to kind of get you started. Do you think people? Do you? I think people don't make the best out of their opportunities, right? When you get an opportunity like this, right, it's easy to sort of flop with it. What made you so hungry? 
And again, you can tell me because you wanted to be a rapper, but like, what, yeah, but like, because a lot nah, of people like think you gotta, they made it. Like I said, like yeah. seeing, seeing your Uncle Keith in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, this nigga made Fight the Power, Joyce Virginia Jackson, Bell Biv DeVoe, nigga executive producer, Ice Cube, America's Most Wanted, nigga first album, Ice Cube left N.W.A. and came to my uncles to come work, you feel me? So That'd it's like, cool. I, be, I be looking at so much like, you busting moves, I'm nice. Let me bust some moves. Let me try, you know what I mean? It's inspiration. You, you get inspired, especially when it's so right there, too. You know what I mean? A lot of these cats yeah. just feel like, you know, the first win they get is supposed to be, turn them into that multi-millionaire or, the, or, or yeah. that billionaire. When it's like, you got to take this and do something else with it. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, that, I, 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 I agree. I personally think... For anybody who's just making money, period, or anything, just look for different things to invest in, you know? I don't even just necessarily mean music. You be doing a whole lot of other stuff. You make a certain amount of money, you just want to invest in other stuff, you know? Keep it coming. Now, I wanted to go back to 9-3 Music Group. What, what made you want to just say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm about to just it's go lot of, It's mind. a lot of different good talent out here, songwriters, producers, even artists. It's a, it's a lot of different, like... And you songwrite yourself, no? Yeah, a thousand percent. Can we, come, can we kind of speak about that for a little bit? Because I feel like, <laughs> you know, we, and not just to kind of highlight who you've done it for, nah, yeah. but just sort of like songwriting itself. Like, songwriting doesn't necessarily mean I'm penning your verses, right? Can you open up? Like, what does that actually mean? Maybe like the placement on a record uh, is what you ate it on. Well, it depends. You could deliver hooks. Right. You can write the whole song. <laughs> I have a question for you. I have a question for you. What's up? Is is there an artist out there who has won Grammys? We'll never speak on that. That's all right. Because but you, sign, you sign stuff the way you can't speak on stuff like that. But, but, yeah. nah, nope. Nope. But you have written <laughs> for people in that light. Nope. I like this guy. This guy's good. <laughs> Media trends for real. <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't do nothing. Yeah, but you I'm do chilling. do that. But you do exude that for people that do need those services. I'm saying I'm a songwriter, gotcha. so it's like, like you come through. All right, that's a fact. Got you. So <laughs> it came from all right. I know I want to songwrite. I want to be in control. What else? Why? Because a lot of people could just be like, you know what? Let me let me see if I can get distribution from here. Maybe I can get a, a management deal from here. What made you say, you know what? Just nine three. Not three music group, man. That's what it is, man. Since '93, man. What we doing is pushing that gas out of here. I'm telling you, straight up, straight up. That's it. So, King Davis two, out oh, right yeah. now, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Woo! I wanted to kind of before we even get to that, because that is your newest project. Yeah. I wanted to kind of highlight what some of your music projects going back. I, don't, I feel like we've never had like a full length album or like. Project yeah. from you. We had King Davis one. That shit, that shit brought a lot of, you know. It, it brought a lot of attention. Like, well, everybody wanted some more music. That's when I personally feel like the hiatus came. It was a whole bunch of stuff going on. You know what I mean? Leave that there. I think the most impressive part about that was, I think it only dropped on SoundCloud, right? Nah, it was that Piff Live mixtape. That Piff Live mixtape. This was before that whole Spotify shit. It was 2015. When I dropped the first King Davis, this was I dropped my mixtape the day after I was I was on Fab mixtape I was on Summertime Shootout and then I dropped my shit the next day. Or he was on Thanksgiving I was on Black Friday. 
Now y'all drop my shit. Wait time to drop. Word. That shit, bro, mad attention. Shout out to my nigga Fad. He shouted my shit out and all that. But, um, nah, yeah, fucking KD2. That shit just bringing another feel from it, just showing a more upgraded level from KD. So you can hear just the more, the, the lifestyle now and shit, you know, shit that's going on. While you hearing about more situations that done probably happened throughout them years, because four or five years is a long time, you know. Very long time. Well, I dropped some other projects too. They about to hit the streaming some shit soon. That um, life's too short. I had dropped that the day after Nip died. Rest in peace, and Nip. I had met Nip. I met Nip through um, DJ Drama and shit. But DJ Drama, he was in Africa at the time. But he still let me go to the lab to go play him some shit. Yeah. Word, fucking um, Don Cannon um opened the door. She show love. Um, I had brought my young boy Dula. And then nigga um, CT with me and shit. I was in the studio with the nigga. It was just too many people in there. So I just left the records there, got his number and shit I had left. That was the only time I had got up with that nigga. And uh, in that short time with Nipsey, how was that? Nah, he was official. I'm gonna keep it a start with you. It was official when his man, I, I be forgetting his man name short with the braids and shit. Well, that's when I was sipping lean too. So it was like. BH with the braids? Was it BH? I, I, I forget his name. I think that's his name. He was short, a little, not cool, you chubby, my nigga. Money Belly. Yeah, Money Belly. Well, with the, with the braids and shit. Gotcha. Fucking, uh, I forgot his name and shit. Niggas was cool as hell, bro. Well, some shit niggas was cool as hell. Wow. Do you, do you think LA is, um, because now that you've been there, sort of back and forth, yeah. do you think it's a, it's a healthy city? For an artist to be in, or someone that's prominent. I mean, it's I'm easy saying, to say yo, that. you just yeah. you just gotta move correctly. Like I feel like a lot of people move recklessly. They they lifestyle be a little too extra. I feel like you need to keep what you love private and move, like, like move official, man. Like you don't move. You know what I mean? Or reckless and out here. Like it's a lot of people that's just doing shit. And I see this whole post approved thing or whatever they doing. Like yo, keep what you. Love, private, and, and live, you know what I mean? And it can Word. bring some true happiness to you. I'm telling you, that's what that's what life really about, bro. I'm about to be 27 this year. Word. So it's like I got a, a nigga thinking, you know what I mean? At 27, Word. what does Mike Davis want to do now? And I want... I want oh, I'm still... I'm, I'm in it. I'm, I'm, I'm in it full-fledged. Like, right now, bro, we getting this music. I'm about to start dropping wild more videos. Shout out to my man, Fifth. Whole bunch of other shit about to just start dropping. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still at it with that. We picking up more producers. We picking up more songwriters. If you ill, you already know, holla at me. You know what I'm saying? I'ma listen to your shit. If your shit ill, you know the vibe. Fucking, know what I mean? And that's how we gonna move with it from here on out. 9-3. Yeah, 9-3 Music Group. We getting this shit situated. Shout out to all my other niggas who own companies too. We still gonna be able to, you know what I mean? Well, uh, and how are, how are you gonna, is this gonna make music Releases easier for you now? Like, are you gonna kind of oh, just drop more? I can drop. I own all the uh. music. I'm good. I own all the music. Or if it's a sample, I ain't gonna front. We gonna have to clear that. Always. You know. That's always. But, and, and, and that'd be a lot of things too. Trying to clear some samples. But this how I look at it right now, and it's on a realistic. Yeah, the stuff that I do with the major um, artists is streamed heavy. But like my stuff is not streamed as much as their stuff. So I feel like if once my stuff starts streaming, like their stuff, stuff gonna start getting flagged. Exactly. Labels going, like, it's, hey, it's, yeah. how, it's how the game go. So 
I'm already like ready for it, you know? I'm just, that's why I'm saying I'm not opposed to, to not, like I, like I could still do business with a label. It just gotta be under the right situation, you know? And as long as my lawyer telling me everything and I, like what I'm looking for, it's a fair standing ground, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And we good. Have that's you, a fact. Have you uh, met artists that own their masters? Yeah, I, I know. Though, yeah. And though that they don't have like the hit records, they still live very comfortably because again, it's a hundred of them. Well, yeah, you got a lot of independent artists that move OD. Like that's why I'm, uh, I sh shout out Dom Kennedy, man. It's a few people that's doing their thing with Dom Kennedy. Like his, where I be watching, he independent. He booming. I don't so think people like, pay attention to that. You know, yeah, they're always like, looking and, for the. And, oh, I haven't seen you in the radio or in the headlines. That don't yeah, mean nothing. You don't always be in the headlines. You know. I'd rather not be in the headlines all the time. <laughs> for real. Only for the right sure, reasons. Yeah, man. only for the right reasons. That shit is too much. That's what's up, man. I'm, I'm glad you let me kind of pick your brain here today, man. I know there's a lot of people that have been wondering, kind of <laughs> want some answers. Where's Mike been? I'm, I'm so mm -hmm. glad that you got the, the opportunity to come chop it up with me, man. Thank you, 9, bro. 1,000%. Appreciate you, you man. Know, bro. Again, this has been a Need to Know exclusive with your boy A. Stay tuned for more of these. Thank you. Signing out.